and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody with me, your host Jackson Stone. I think this is episode 57, uh, but don't quote me on that, even though this is my show and I probably should know, but I think this is it. Um, this is like the first guest that I've had on in like four episodes. I've been doing a lot of solo episodes, but I got a very special guest today in a very special location. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can probably see the beautiful view. Right behind us is uh, Beaver Lake in, uh, yeah, in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, right? Yeah. But uh, before we get to all that, where we're at, I want to welcome to the show my good friend Robert. Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? Not so much. Enjoying these views. I got a boat going by right now. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions okay. on this episode. All right. But one in particular is how we're going to start. Okay. Uh, maybe you know, maybe you don't, because you have conversations like this with me in real life. Yeah. But now we're just going to have them on the pod. But I think this question is very important. Uh, I think it holds a lot of weight. I think uh, if we start answering it more openly and honestly, then we can encourage more deeper conversation. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask you this question now. Okay. Hopefully that you, you feel like you can answer it honestly uh, with as much detail as you wish. But Robert, how are you doing? Like for real, for real? You know, uh, as of lately, really good. Um, for a while there. I uh, had some not so good days, but yeah. uh, I feel like I'm on top of the world. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, do you want to go like deeper into whatever into you want? What yeah, it whatever used to be like. So so well, uh, yeah. So let's. So currently now you you're uh, you're working on. Well, let's give like a brief rundown of who you are first, like your actual job okay. and some kind of things that you're working on. And then we'll go, we'll track, we'll backtrack a little bit. Okay. Well, I've been a vet tech for nine years, something like that. Yeah. Explain uh, that job title. Veterinary technician is the equivalent of a human nurse. However, that title is protected by human nurses. <laughs> uh, we, we draw blood, do vaccines, uh, monitor surgeries, x-rays, you name it, we do it. Uh, it's a, it's challenging at times but mm -hmm. it's a very rewarding job uh the common thing for anyone who works in the vet field is be the voice for those who can't speak mm -hmm. and uh it's 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 a really it's it's really rewarding there's stressful days but yeah. at the end of the day you know you, you helped an animal yeah is this something you wanted to do for a really long time something that you just kind of fell into or like where did this this passion or journey start for you? So when I was like 13, 14, I decided I wanted to be a veterinarian. Okay. And uh, then did nothing with that. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Fair enough. And so, uh, you know, I was uh, 17, 18, can't remember. And my buddy was like, hey, you looking for a job? Because I applied at JCPenney. Right. Okay. That was, that was the only job. Applied online. <laughs> JC Penny. As soon as I hit submit application, uh -huh. I was told, sorry, you can't apply for another 180 days. I was like, cool. That's great. 180 days? 180 days. Okay. Something like that. And my buddy's like, hey, I know you're looking for a job. I'm working at this animal hospital and I'm leaving because he's he was going to K State. Uh, that's back in Kansas where I'm from. Yeah. And he's like, I'll put in a good word. I was like, okay. All right. So I walk in there. You know, at this point, I didn't even know how to brush my hair, you know, just flat, yeah. just flat down. And so I go in there and it's a 
it's one doctor, real country type folk. Uh -huh. And uh, he's like, so you want to be a vet? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And uh, he's like, all right, can you start Monday? Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, he, he was a real history buff. I sat, the, the interview process was, so you want to be a vet? I said, yes. He's like, you're hired. And then he went on about telling me about the Civil War. Really? Stuff like that, yeah. Going, going through history. Well, Monday comes around. I go to work first day, you know. And the hospital manager comes in and... Uh, her exact words were, are you effing kidding me about who he hired while she was gone? And uh, ended up being good for everybody, I think. Uh, I learned a lot from him and uh, was their go-to for anything that needed there. Yeah. But uh, moving to Texas. Yeah, how long did you stay there? I was there for three years okay. before I moved to Texas. All right. And uh, got a job down here, worked in uh, th their kennels for a few months, and then... That's when my actual technician title started way. Uh, for those of you that don't know, t uh, being a veterinary technician does not require licensing in most states, uh, but with that comes restrictions. But it's uh, it, you can have on-the-job training, which I'm just very thankful for the people along the way who took the time to be like, okay, so this is what you need to do. Teach you and guide you yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, I, if I would have been stuck in a kennel for the rest of my life. I mean, that's a fun job, but that's not the end game. Yeah. Uh, since then, things have kind of changed. You know, uh, I got really big. It was 220 pounds. Like weight-wise. Yeah. 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 220 pounds, unhappy, and so I went and went and joined Planet Fitness. Okay. And uh, this was three years ago. And when joined Planet Fitness, at the time I was getting off work at midnight. So I'd go to Planet Fitness because there's no one there and, you know, it's a, it's a scary thing to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, just got on the treadmill, started working there. Uh, my current position is battling with myself, veterinary medicine, sports medicine kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I just want to help in any way, shape, or form. I just haven't decided where yet. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the backstory to where I'm at. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. How, like, I don't, like, going to the gym for the first time is one of the most uh, intimidating oh, for sure. and scariest things you can do, yeah. right? Because even at a place like Planet Fitness where they encourage you to just, like, you know, judgment-free zone, like, you belong, all these beautiful, like, really nice things. But it's still, you're going to a gym... You're very insecure about the way you look or the way you move, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you're going into a room full of people who may, what we view as like expert worker outers, oh, right? Yeah. Which is, no it's, one's- It's a, not a good combination. Yeah, so those yeah. two things are hard. How did you overcome that? Just be able to step into the gym? It, it really was that, that alone time in there. Mm -hmm. uh, I figured, I joined at like 3 p.m. on a Tuesday <laughs> and did not go in until like a few days later. Yeah when I was for sure no one was there and uh, I'd get on the treadmill in the very back and you know like you said you're you're already unhappy with yourself right in most cases you're joining a gym because you're you're unhappy with yourself you want to change something and so uh, I'd go on I would run until my body said you're done which at first was a mile yeah yeah it'd take me 17 minutes to to run one mile run one mile yeah but uh, for me that was progress you know i I'd leave feeling a little better about myself. And then it slowly got to the point where I was using the machines. Uh -huh. 
Then I got a book. Reading's important. Yeah. Get you a lot of information. Yeah. Followed that guideline. He, in that book, it's uh, Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, Michael Matthews. Okay. He gave examples of meal plans, not like an actual meal plan. Mm -hmm. So I just ate what his example was. <laughs> because I was like, I don't know how to do any of this. And uh, that's how I lost my weight. Got down to about 155 mm -hmm. from there. That took about a year. Okay. So that was... 220 to 155? Yeah. Yeah, my dad and I actually had a race to see who could get down to 180 first. I won, of course. So. Do you feel like you did it in the in an extreme way or in a healthy way? Uh, at the or a time, bit of both. Probably, uh, probably leaning more towards the unhealthy way. Yeah. Yeah. You wanna you wanna win this so bad? Okay, I'll skip that meal. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I'll, I'll go a little extra longer in the gym here, which uh, there was one point where during that time. I get off the treadmill, I'm walking out, and I'm just flushed. One of the employees is like, dude, you need to sit down. There's, there's nothing in my body to use for any sort of nutrients. Mm -hmm. Cut out everything that contains sugar because I was worried about that. And uh, yeah, that's the one time the Tootsie Rolls at Planet Fitness are important. They do, have, <laughs> they do have candy at Planet Fitness. Yeah. Gotta love that. Okay, so then uh, how long ago was that when you got down to 155? About a year and a half, two years ago. And then it's kind of fluctuated from there to where you sit right now? It has. Once I got down to that 155 mark, I was like, you know, it'd be cool competing. Because the owner of the hospital I worked at is this big jacked dude that competes. Still does. He's in his 40s, something like that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. That looks great. And then I didn't do anything about it. Okay. So uh, then I'm just, you know, at this point I'm at LA Fitness because I felt like it was better. I felt like I'd graduated. Sure. Yeah, went, went from elementary school to, to middle school. Right? <laughs> LA Fitness. And uh, so then the, uh, the big C happened and gym shut down. Mm. And uh, I, I did the home workout thing for a solid two weeks and then nothing. Then shut it down. It, I, I'm just not the type of person that can be motivated to work out in their own home. Yeah. Uh, especially if that's where you're quarantined at. Right. It's it's very difficult to be in the same room where you can sit and relax as it is where you're trying to work your butt off. Mm -hmm. So that just kind of stopped. And then uh, LA Fitness and I have a bad relationship now. So back to Planet Fitness almost a year later from working out. Uh, my apartment does have a gym. It's better than nothing. So I would use that every now and then. And then I really started getting serious about this back in February. I was like, you know, this is, this is dumb. You looked in the mirror. I was like, you are not, you're not that shape that you used to be. Yeah. And so I, I really started watching what I ate, stopped drinking, going to the gym. I uh, started doing twice, two a days. Mm -hmm. So I do my cardio in the morning and then uh, weights in the evening, which takes a lot of your time. You know, that's a, that's a stressful thing, not only on your body as it is on your relationships. Yeah. Because you wake up 4.45, 5 a.m., go to the gym, try and be quiet when you get home so the dogs don't bark and wake the girlfriend. Then you go work 12, 13 hours, mm -hmm. leave there, go to the gym, you're home at 7, 8 p.m. And uh, you're just exhausted. But... Uh, I got a good girlfriend. She puts up with it. So, do you you think that kind of schedule is worth it? It depends on what you're going for. Yeah. Uh, 
And of course, there's there's good ways to do things. You gotta make sure you're eating accordingly if you're going to be working that hard. Food is important. But uh, it, it, I think it's circumstantial if that works for you. If yeah. It works for you. If not, spend two hours in the gym in the evening. Yeah. Do your cardio, your weights. I, I don't think there's a set. You have to work out at this time and do this. And everybody's different. So I totally agree. I think there's a there's some sometimes a, there's a mindset of like it's one size fits all. There's this cookie cutter approach to like fitness or mental health, like either or, right? But it's like really it's really just about kind of throwing yourself in the deep end and figuring out what works. Like maybe this schedule is not going to work because I want to do this here. I have this person to see, you know, so maybe I tweak it here, here, here. You kind of have to try a bunch of different things yeah. and you have like over the past three years oh, yeah, and now you're kind of maybe finally in that sweet spot, Yeah. which I, I, <clears throat> I talk about this like mental health toolkit, which is the same idea for, can be for fitness, right? But you want to, you want to figure out what works for your mental health when you're not feeling like shit. Right. Because when you are feeling like shit, nothing really works. Because you want it to be this, like, magic thing that happens right when you're feeling bad. That immediate, like... Right. Like you're taking ibuprofen. Exactly. Minutes, it's gone. Boom. Right. So if I'm someone who thinks that, like, I'm someone who thinks that, like, journaling and meditation is super important, but if I'm with someone who's, like, really deeply struggling, and they try those two things and they don't work, then they're swearing off those things forever, like, fuck them. Right. But if we try them for an extended period of time when we're, like, slowly feeling like decent mm -hmm. then we can actually give that like a real effort and i think it goes the same you know with your physical fit we have some beautiful birds here but with your physical fitness right because the, the the mind and the body are super interconnected right so physical fitness plays a huge role in how your mental health feels oh, yeah, and we can definitely integrate that those mental health toolkit kind of pieces into our physical fitness um i personally have used personal uh, like physical fitness as a as a route to direct that mental health anger i'd say you know yeah yeah uh, days you're having just a, a terrible time and you just pissed off at the world uh-huh uh go to the gym man yeah like, get the, get those reps in right it's just a vacuum for you to put your emotions yeah. you know going for a walk a run right going to the gym i think it's the same thing you know we we put in headphones when we're having a bad day listen to music that soothes us right everything is different everybody has a different approach to life and yeah, there's no cookie cutter like you said yeah yeah it's got to work for you that's the most important thing but we get caught up we get caught up in excuse me in comparing ourselves to other people's situation especially what we see on social media oh, absolutely. and then we try to think about not even what we want but what do they think that we should do in this situation for me like it's a whole compound downstream effect of thinking when really you just have to like be like okay i'm me this is my body my mind, my personal experience, no one's been through this. When I fall asleep at night, <clears throat> no one else in the whole entire universe falls asleep with the same stressors that I have. Right. So now, how can I wake up and do things for me to make sure that I'm my, my best self for myself and for the people around me? And part of that is, is your physical fitness and your mental fitness, right? It's all of that. I think you know that. We've had conversations like this before. There's a, there's a fine line in being inspired by someone and wanting to be exactly like yes and uh yeah you know if you want to be exactly like someone and and i'll take take you back my youtube experience you know i haven't mm -hmm. made a youtube video in a while because right. i felt like i was just copying the masses mm. i'd spend my time being okay what's trending right now yeah and i just wasn't happy with it but my fun videos where i just do something that no no one's ever done my last video is with uh 
with Nicole yeah. surprise party. That was that one was the best, the fun one to edit. You know, I put rubber bands around the watermelon like everybody else has, and yeah, I got the same result. Yeah, it's I, how many videos of that can you watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, it's it's definitely more rewarding to do your own thing. Yeah. Sure. Uh, even if you're not getting the immediate satisfaction or, or gratitude or recognition for sure. what you're doing, in in the long run, I think you you feel better that okay, this is this is mine. This is my my brainchild. I did it this way, or I made this, and I haven't seen anyone else do it. Yeah. How do you see? Because re you recently started like a fitness Instagram. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you to your exact point of what you said, which is great, like. Great. It's awesome. It's good to be inspired kind of in the same realm as like being in competition with someone. I think that both of those things are very healthy. Uh, but then you cross over to that line into comparison. How do you have you navigated that on your fitness Instagram? Because there's fitness Instagrams out there who have, you know, 100,000 followers, 100 million, not 100 million, 1 million. Right. They're doing wild shit. You know, we're not reinventing the exercise wheel, but, you, you know, know, most of these accounts that even even the ones I follow. They're showing you how to work out, okay? Yeah. I, I'm i not confident in that, in myself, <clears throat> as far as being able to go to someone and say, this is how you should be doing it. So I, what I'm kind of focusing on is more of a, a personal progress mm -hmm. to inspire. Okay, so I scroll down to his first photo, and this is him at this point. Scroll down to his last photo, this is him. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. Also putting uh, some motivational videos, you know, I'm a big thinker, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll go throughout the day, and my brain gets stuck on a topic. Yeah. And usually during lunch or after work while I'm at the gym, I'll sit there and just type it out. And uh, I'm starting to turn those into some videos to help inspire people. Mm -hmm. At least that's the goal. Yeah. And uh, the the numbers on the followers makes no difference to me if if what I do gets the attention of people. That's just a, a, a side effect yeah. of it. And uh, even my own videos, like they, they hype me up. So I, I'm writing what I'm saying, like I'm saying what I need to for me. Yeah. And hoping someone else comes across it and is like, yeah, that's that's good. I need I needed that. That's well, kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Well, I mean, what you're doing is a form of journaling, right? Yeah. You are taking things that are inside of your head. You're now putting them on a basically piece of paper or on your phone, either way, the same thing. <clears throat> and then you're sharing them with the world, right? And the world could mean one person, could mean 17, doesn't matter. But that's a, that's a form of journaling and that's a very therapeutic kind of way Definitely. of getting things out, right? Not only can the, the, the big things about journaling or getting your thoughts out on a, on a piece of paper is that one, if you, there's a big thing, like, I'm sure you felt this, right? Like with mental health, when we're really struggling, it's that we're going to feel like this forever. Yeah. This feeling is for, I'm always going to feel like shit. But if we journal it out on the day we feel like shit, and then we look at it two weeks later when we're feeling better, and we've done this, like, this inner work, and we've, you know, climbed forward, and we made the steps forward, we're like, oh, hmm. on May 17th, 2020, I felt like this. On May 17th, 2021, I feel like this. So I was wrong. My mind was wrong. We, I was right. We always, in those situations, the, the cliche thing to say to your friends is, it'll get better. Right. And we will never believe that. Never. Until we look back and see, 
things got better. Yeah, and we still might not if we didn't write it down, if we didn't track it, if we didn't right. journal our thoughts. And so it's the same thing with the videos you post, right? Or the, or the notes you make in your phone, right? I wrote them down. This is what I was thinking. It resonated with me in the moment. And then I just happened to share it. And I scroll down my feed and I'm like, oh, this is what I posted two years ago. This is cool. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing as looking at like a, like a very successful YouTube creator. Like if you look at their very first videos, they just went for it. Yeah. There's no production. There's no, right. There's nothing like it's cool. Like you just, I mean, that's not one the same, but the idea is that you're still just kind of go for it. <clears throat> well, I share a lot of stuff on social, you know. And one of my biggest fears or insecurities, however you want to put it, is that I feel like I'm coming across as like someone who's preaching. Right. Right. Someone who, someone who comes across as like, I know it all. I don't struggle ever. I'm perfect at this. This is what you should be doing. I know it's not that way, but right. that's what I feel like it is sometimes. And so it's it's important for me to remind myself that I'm still in the midst of my journey. And every day, the things that I talk about are mostly just reminders to myself that I need to keep doing. I need to keep journaling, meditating, going to my support groups, right. having a community, friends, going on trips like this, being in nature, breathing, all these things, right? I'm saying it because it's a reminder to anyone else who watches a video. And I feel like that's kind of the same wave that you're on as well. Yeah, it's uh, anytime I release something that I feel strongly about, the 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 second before I post that, you know, I'll, I'll send it to a few people and be like, does this seem like I'm a jackass? <laughs> like, like, am I being rude? Do I, and the hardest thing to ever know is how you're perceived from someone. Yeah. And you, and you won't know. Uh-uh. Ever. And, uh, you know, there's no one yet has said, yeah, no, that's stupid. Don't post that. Right. Uh, most of the people that I circle myself with are supportive, which can be dangerous. You don't, you don't always want to have the person who's like, yeah, good job. Sure. Because you're going to do something stupid. Um, you want to, you want friends are going to hold you accountable. Right. You know, right. The accountability is really important. You don't want just the, the yes man in, in your life that says, yeah, do that, do that. You, sometimes we need a, a conscience outside of our body, mm -hmm. a, another opinion. And whether we listen to that or not is, is entirely our call, but, but it's nice to have able it. able to hear it from someone else's perspective. Is yeah. Nice. For sure. Yeah, that's I mean that's absolutely brilliant, perfect, right? We need someone who's gonna be like, Yeah, I don't know about this one, you know? I don't know about that decision. I'm not telling you what to do, but giving you an honest option. It's it's like the equivalent of having, you know, we've all watched American Idol. I like American Idol. You know, you have <clears throat> you have these people that their friends told them to go up there and sing. Yeah. You you don't want that. You you wanna have the, the fine line of someone saying, Hey, don't get up there and sing. Yeah, like you're a good singer, but... Like you're, you're good at the bars. You're not good for TV. Yeah. And... Uh, you need that. It's yeah, important. For sure. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so let's circle back now to our very first question, which stemmed all of this other conversation, which I knew it would. Yeah. Uh, how are you really? Very important question, right? You answered doing really good right now. Yeah. I mean, how could you not be, right? Where it's... You know, beautiful spot here. We got our friends inside. We're about to go on a little safari trip. We hit the lake yesterday. Um, but what got you here? Like what? I mean, we kind of went through that, but also I think people want to know, like. I'll tell you, if we would have had this conversation one year ago today. Yeah. This would be an entirely different, different conversation. All right. Double uh, click on that. So. Perfect. Going through, through 
my, my life's had its ups and downs and uh, something that I've always questioned, I think we all do, is, is anxiety, depression, is it like, circumstantial mm -hmm. or is it like a predisposition? Mm -hmm. And uh, still haven't figured that one out yet, but I do feel like circumstances can help improve it. Yeah. But uh, about a year ago, uh, we're in lockdown. Yeah. Haven't seen my family. My parents live in China. Well, that's a whole different Jackson talks to everybody. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do part two there. <laughs> and uh, haven't seen them in a while. It's uh, it's just you know I I have this big opinion in my mind that I like to be around people. Mm -hmm. Community is great. That's why we have housing developments and yeah. cities. And that's that, that's the way the world should be, at least in my opinion. And uh, the loneliness kind of crept in. And it was like clockwork. Every Friday after a long week of work, I'd be sitting at home and I would just spiral down. Mm -hmm. My thoughts would come in and uh, it, I scared myself sometimes. And, uh, With like the things you were thinking? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Let alone uh, the people that are close to me. And I used Twitter as that outlet to just any stupid thought that came in, tweet that shit. Mm -hmm. Which helped me. But the people that are sitting there idle watching me say that, not so much. Uh, you know, it it got to the point where my girlfriend would text me and be like, how are you doing? Are you okay? Are you okay? Do I need to come there? What's going on? Right. And uh, I, I don't think I was at the point where I would act on my thoughts, mm -hmm. but pretty damn close. And so... Um, what got me out of that is uh, I had a conversation with someone I needed to in regards to uh, one of the situations in my life that was causing me grief. And that helped a bit. And I spent like three months typing out this letter when I was pissed. Mm -hmm. Then I'd edit it when I was in clear mind. And sent that uh, and Got a phone call about five minutes later. We, we hashed it out, figured some things out. And uh, ultimately it was my own thought process of this isn't my responsibility. This, this isn't my weight to bear. Sure, I, I'm going through it, but there's, there's no point in me freaking out about what's going on. And so, you know, it, it's taken a lot to realize I'm not alone. You got a cell phone, you can call anybody. Mm -hmm. You can call Pizza Hut. Hey, I need to talk to someone. Let's order a pizza. Yeah, I mean, you know, true. And in those moments, it's, it's you got that blurred tunnel vision. Yeah. You're just trying to look for that way out. Uh, get, get through that episode of freaking out. But my goals towards the end of the year were to figure out how to deal with what I struggle with better. Mm -hmm. Because it, it, might not go away but if you can deal with things a little better i i draw i make art i work out uh listen to motivational speakers right those are those are my three things if i'm about to have something like i, I feel that creeping in you know mm -hmm. how it happens i'll either go to the gym i'll grab a pen and pad or i'll just put on some motivational speakers yeah motivational speakers uh are a good tool for me i don't know for everybody you found what works for you but, uh, you know, if you're feeling down and out about yourself, you can listen to someone who will fire you up and tell you that you're a badass. You yeah. can accomplish whatever you want in life. And that, that helps. And now, of course, there are days where I'm just like, 
don't want to be around anyone. No, just leave me alone. Let me let me just deal with this stuff. Which is perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's the realization is that's perfectly fine. It's totally okay. And uh like in this house, there's nine of us right now, and I think at least half of us have decided to just go sit out on the porch, put our AirPods in, and be alone for like hour, hour and a half. And no one's worried about them. Yeah. We're just like, oh, they're just getting their fucking nice free space, looking at a beautiful view. And none wrong. You know, that's just a Zen moment, you know? And when we get to that realization, like you have like, oh, okay, alone time is good. If I can be alone with myself, that's a superpower. And now it's even more cool when I can be super present with the people that I'm around and love that. And then also be able to just, you know, relax and recoup by myself. So those two sides of the coin are really nice. Yeah, we were talking when we first got here, we, you said something along the lines of the, the people who are experiencing someone else going through something they want to help they yeah. want to be there for you and mm -hmm. uh, you were saying that sometimes that that person just wants to be alone even though we're not we're, we're worried worried about them yeah and you know it's it's a read your situation kind of thing uh, for sure but you know the the alone time really does help gas you have to be around people for sure mm -hmm. especially if you're antisocial. right which uh everybody has been for the last year so that's that's probably been a big struggle for everybody because yeah because like getting to the point of being comfortable alone is hard because initially like you said you sit with yourself and you have these very dark ruminating thoughts you start to think that the only like, time that you're going to be alone is when you're going to have dark thoughts it's like, like that yeah have, that's not how it has to be it's like really hard shit yeah. you know it's like really hard shit and you know there's like uh <clears throat> there also is a difference between like suicidal ideation which i think is what you had right. like thinking about death right and then there's suicidal intent which is like really we're putting forth effort yeah for sure to like end our own life right that's there's a difference both things are serious both things need to be taken seriously but on the suicidal ideation side it's actually healthy in a way to think about our own mortality right. and a death because we all die everyone will die and if you can come to terms with that in a way that allows you to live your life more fully, then that becomes a healthy way. Like some of the most uh, beautiful minds on the planet think about this stuff all the time. Like, what's my purpose? Like, what's all this for? Like, why am I here? Not to say you're gonna ever find an answer to those questions because nobody has, but thinking about them allows your mind to just expand and really focus on, well, the now and be here, right? So suicide ideation, obviously very scary, ruminating thoughts about wanting to die and all these things. But if you kind of backtrack those those thoughts a little bit and, and really what you're thinking about is your own mortality and death and not actually wanting to die, right. then it's like, oh, this can be healthy for my life because I know the people that I love are gonna die. I know that I'm gonna die. So how do I tell them every single day that I love them? How do I tell myself every single day that I love myself? And how do we just live a little bit more free and beautiful? Not to say, like you said, like the complicated, messy thoughts are still gonna pop up, oh, yeah. right? But now we have kind of this, this way of, of managing them a little bit better. And we can understand that I need this now. I can't, I don't wanna go out tonight. I need my free space. I need my alone time. Or yes, this is the night or the day I need to be with people, around people, uh, or I need to go in nature now. Like all of these things happen over time. You start to figure out and be comfortable was setting like a boundary for what you need and what you don't need. Oh, yeah, for sure. And <clears throat> that's where your mental health starts to thrive. 
those boundaries, you know, can come across as being selfish. Yeah, they can. I mean, it, it is, but it is, you know, if you are, if you are at a point in your life where you need to have something that's going to better your mental health, do that. Do it. Yeah, exactly. It's the, the whole peer pressure thing, you know, let's go out, let's go out, let's go out. Right. No. Setting, saying, saying no, setting that boundary. I need to be alone is extremely important because right. you're going to be more miserable out there. Exactly. Than you are going to be at home with your own thoughts. Yep. It's either if you say yes, mean it. If you say no, mean it. Either one is perfectly okay. Stand your ground. Right. Either one is perfectly okay. Uh, and the important part about setting boundaries is not only are we setting boundaries with our with other people, but we have to set boundaries within ourselves, and we have to reinforce them. If we don't reinforce them within ourselves then no one else is going to hold them true because we're not, we're not standing our ground with them. Right. And all bound, like to the point of that, like doing stuff that's good for your mental health. A lot of the times the decision we make for our mental health, those initial decisions don't feel good in the moment. Right. They don't. And that's something that we need to get away from too. Like everything that's eventually good for me is not going to feel good right in this moment, but we have to do it because there's a downstream effect of that being positive for our life. And I think that's important too. I agree with that. Yeah. You think I like waking up at 4.45 a.m.? No, but I think you, I think there's a part of you that does like it. Not at first, but yeah, yeah. We were talking the other day. Right, but you're creating habits. You, you, no one likes it to go to the gym in the morning, but they do it. Yeah. And once they get there, it's like, oh, man, I'm on top of the world. Right. It's uh, just like, can, it's like the first the same 15 thing. minutes, you know? You just got to get up. with your mental health. Right. I don't want to do this, but you get that I'm on top of the world feeling. Mm. It's, it's. Yesterday, we, we go downstairs, work out. I, I haven't worked out with anybody in ages. Yeah. I just came back, showered, on top of the world. Yeah. It was great. We crushed Good it. Time. We're about to hit another little outdoor workout here in a second. Um, but I also want to touch on another thing that you said was, like, is our mental health something about our environment and our circumstance, or is it a predisposition? And you said a little bit of both, which I totally agree yeah. with. It also depends on the, the severity of your mental health condition. Like if you're way, if you're leaning towards like a really serious condition, like, you know, severe anxiety, severe depression, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, those things are in your genes, right? That's a disorder. That's an illness. Right. Like that's just, that's how you were born. That's how you were made. Nothing wrong with you. It's not your choice to be this way. You just have that. And there's ways to manage that. There's ways to treat that, care for that, uh, and live with that. And then there's also... The environmental and, and different factors, right? If you live in a, a poor income family or if you live in a, a region of the world where mental health care is not accessible, like all of these things, or, or there's a lot of violence in your where you grow up, like all of these things, you know, affect your mental health deeply. And people don't think about that when they're thinking about their mental health. It's just like, oh, that person's sad today. Well, why? Why? Yeah, they're no going asks, through something. No the why. They're going through something. Something's happening around them that's causing them to feel this way. And maybe they don't even know the root cause because no one's allowing them to dig that much deeper right. into finding the root cause of what these struggles may be. And then when you find the root, you can kind of it's a lot build up to, from there. To, to work your way out. Yeah. Once you, get to, once you figure out, this is, this is what's causing this. So I need to figure out how to either deal with this or get away from it. Yeah. And that's, that's really when the the gears start turning yeah and you try and figure out you know it's it's not fun going through life every day like hey, am i gonna have an episode today yeah okay. is it I'm, I'm having a good time is this gonna stop is this where the shoe drops or the other foot drop whatever the saying is 
but uh, there's there's good ways to, to ensure that good time still like you're happy it, it continues you yeah know? Uh, I'd like to say that maybe I was an angry person for a little bit and every little thing pissed me off mm-hmm. and uh, you know I released a video a few weeks ago not every obstacle in life is difficult right I don't know if you saw that one but uh, to summarize it looking at life how okay you, you're walking in the road and you have this, this little stick in it you mm-hmm. walk right over it but you got a tree you got you got a plan so every little step and I like to think of life as kind of like a chess game mm-hmm. I think way ahead it annoys my girlfriend <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know planning and assessing your situation if you're able to is, is so much better in the long run so I, I have this that I need to overcome Okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this about it. And I'm not going to freak out because I got a plan. Mm-hmm. And if the plan fails, I got another plan. Right. And we can look at life like that in so many different ways, for sure. That's helped you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm going to be alone on this day. That's usually when the thoughts creep in. So I'm going to text my buddy. You want to hang out? Exactly. It's, it can be as easy as that. It's a, Not it's, for everybody, though, but it can be. Right? It can be. An easier way to say, I mean, that's basically the, the mental health toolkit right there, right? But an easier, uh, more straightforward way to say that is have a shit-to-do list when shit goes wrong list. Right? Yeah. Shit goes wrong, I already have a list for it. This happens, this happens. Boom, boom, boom. So shit-to-do when shit goes wrong list. That's it. That's the very straightforward version of the mental health toolkit if if that's if that's what you fancy a bit more than uh kind of the other terminology but like that yeah yeah <clears throat> anything else anything else to add closing thoughts not really no where you are now currently beaver lake's beautiful beaver lake squatters rights still vet Stay tech here. still a vet tech still working on your instagram still working on my instagram might pop back in on the youtube scene maybe it's you know balancing all those things is yeah really it's difficult. a lot and uh i like to take priority to what's like really on my list of what i want to accomplish yeah you know when i started my youtube it was just a little journal and then i decided that oh all these people are making money my turn mm. tried to skip the line started doing what everybody else was doing that burns you out real quick yeah it's it's more difficult trying to trying to skip that line instead of having that organic growth yeah uh there was there was one time where that paid off it was a tiktok Uh i don't know if you'd seen it but i think uh, you showed it to us last time people were making these like little cloud walls yeah i made it it's it's my most viewed video like 700 views yeah Uh, i released it the next day it's just view 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 that's the only time that paid off Uh but you know that's not to say that if you if you try and cheat your way that you won't win, but it's not as satisfying. It's not as satisfying. And it's, you know, it's, yeah. if you do that, then people expect you to continue to do whatever it is that you're trying. Like, I, I, I've talked to people like, when are you going to do another TikTok video? Oh, that's not my thing. Yeah. I just I just did it. Right. Because everyone else was doing it. Yeah. Now, I, now I'm farther behind because these people that initially subscribed did not, like, left because... Oh, that's not what he's doing here. Um, so that's that's a good way to look at it. So what you're saying is, in a nutshell, is 
it's way less taxing and way more fulfilling if you show up as your authentic self. Exactly. Exactly. Trying to, at least. I mean, I think that matters. And I think people see that on social media, too. They obviously see that in real life. Like, showing up genuinely and authentically as yourself uh, is an absolute superpower, right? Being you in, in every situation is like... I mean, it's very hard because some situations are very hostile and some people uh, don't accept you for who because we have those kind of people who don't understand that different types of individuals live in this world, right? Yeah. But if we can find those people, at least one person or a community that fully accepts us as who we are, then it's much easier uh, to show up in other like hostile, difficult environments as ourselves. Yeah. And especially on social media where you're choosing to put out whatever you want to put out and people can kind of feel that through the video or through the tweet that, okay, this is something that they're authentically showing. This is genuine. And if I met them in person, they would still be about this. Right. That's a big thing for me. Like the videos I post, the tweets I have, all that stuff, you know, people see it on this social media sphere. But if they meet me in real life. I followed you on Instagram before I even knew you. Same dude. Yeah. Same dude. That's just like, that means a lot to me. Like I want you to, feel the same way reading a tweet as you are having a conversation with me like I'm this like one and the same like I have a lot of back and forth about that but I mean it's the same kind of insecurity as anyone else has right when, when we start to post like really kind of heavy personal things I want that that connection of like oh this is the same he's the same guy like when you have a podcast or like if we're having a conversation off camera it's all the same I'm saying all the same things yeah you know that means a lot we to me this exact conversation first day we did yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, cool. Uh, thanks for doing this. Of course. This is great. Um, what is your Instagram handle for one? It is Robert Hand Fit. All one word. Robert Hand Fit. That's it. And one more question. Yes. If you, uh, could have a billboard put up and a million people would see it, what would you put on that billboard? Um, that's a, that's a deep question. Yeah. Uh, definitely not my Instagram. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I would put at Robert Hanfit. I would, I would honestly find, I, I'd, I'd think on it. I'd find the most inspirational thing if thousands of people are going to see it. Yeah. I want them to feel, feel something in, in their chest. Right. Instead of, oh, he's promoting himself. Right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I'd feel. Now, on my car... Uh, I do have my Instagram. Yeah, but you also have You Are Loved yeah. and the and Suicide Prevention Hotline yeah. and VedTech. So yeah. you're hitting on all cylinders. Trying to. Well, okay. Well, so touch, when this video gets released, yeah. put a comment on the video about what, you're, what you would say on your billboard. All right, I will. So we'll wait for that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Time to go to the safari. Thank you for watching. I appreciate every single one of you that come back every week to watch this or listen to this or comment or DM me about it. Super, super grateful. Hopefully these conversations mean something to you because they mean the world to me. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Have a lovely fucking day. And yeah, thank you. Cheers. One love. <laughs>